Hello, I am Jeremy Kingsbury. This is Way Too Twog's Bagpipe and History Podcast, the show where you come along with me as I explore the likely repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers. Let's listen to some tunes. This week, we are going to do another deep dive episode. So uh, kind of doing a couple things. We're going to name one of the tunes from last week. Uh, and then we're also going to play a couple couple other versions of some of the tunes from last week. But mostly this week's episode, we're doing a deep dive into the Campbells are coming. So we are going to hear different settings for the Campbells are coming. We're going to hear uh, settings from Angus Mackay, James Aird, O'Farrell. Uh, I guess it's just those. Uh, we're going to hear the Campbells are coming from them. Uh, then from Thompson, this uh, Fife uh, manuscript or Fife tutorial, we're going to hear Hob and Knob, which is the same tune. Uh, from Vickers, we're going to hear a Vickers setting for Hob and Knob. Um, then we're going to hear uh, kind of the other version of it is Miss McLeod's reel. So we're going to hear O'Farrell and Goodman setting for Miss McLeod's reel. And then when the tune makes it over to North America, it has a ton of names, but one of the most consistent ones, especially around kind of New England, is um, Pigtown Fling. So we're going to hear Pigtown Fling. Uh, we're going to listen to two tunes uh, from Patrick McDonald's settings from 1784. Two of these tunes, they're just called North Highland Country Dances, reels number eight and number ten. Uh, and we played them last week but uh, Patrick McDonald's settings predate Aird's and are also quite a bit more interesting so we're going to look at those and thanks to John Daly we kind of answered the question of one of the the names of these tunes so that 9-8 tune uh, like the 9-8 slip jig that I played um, from Miller and from Aird we found the name of it it is Inundation so I'm going to play William Gunn's setting for Inundation um, yeah that is where we're going to go. The other cool connection there is you get into Northumbrian piping traditions and border piping with the uh, tune Kelso Lasses. So we're going to play Kelso Lasses. I think that's from N. Stewart's collection is the version I'm playing. Uh, Matt Seattle has it in his Over the Hills and uh, Far Away book, too. Uh, and then finally, is that everything? That seems like it should be enough. Uh, and then finally, we're going to play Clan Campbell's Gathering, which I... I can't really find an author to that, to Clan Campbell's Gathering anyway. So I'm going to play that, and then we're going to kind of finish the podcast with a guest track from Xavier uh, Boderio. Uh, he's going to play it for us with his kind of group of musicians on their album from a couple years ago. They just released a new one not too long ago. Uh, this is off their, their older album. Anyway, that's what we're going to do, but we have a lot to talk about today, so we're just going to get rolling and head to the post, because I heard a lot of good information from uh, listeners this week. So anyway, let's go to the mail coach. Thank you. 
still have never done, uh, I think that might be the first time I've played the full version of the Mail Coach. Uh, I keep meaning to kind of edit that and talk about it. Anyway, that's not what we are here to talk about right now. Um, so yeah, last week's episode, I was doing two things, right? I, I wanted, I realized that myself, I was always not, I was just skipping over tunes that didn't have names in them often. And so I wanted to do that. I wanted to play a bunch of tunes from 18th century settings that seemed like they would fit Highland Pipes, uh, even though they weren't in uh, explicitly Highland Pipe collections. And I thought it'd be fun to try to figure out uh, sort of the names of these things and, and thought people might know them. And it just sort of turned into a, I don't know, I'm going to do it again. That was super fun. Uh, and we've we've found some answers so uh but but first before we get to kind of answering the tunes there's an important sort of correction i suppose i have to do so keith sanger pointed out that you know by the time the version of aird's um you know collection came out that i was playing mostly from so that that version that's the last volume of what we call aird's tune collections um but it was published in 1801 and James Eyre died of a fever in 1795, as uh, Keith Sanger pointed out. So it's sort of awkward. And then looking at the title page again, like it's the same, I always want to call it clip art, but it's not, there's a different term for it, I think, but it's the same kind of woodcut um, for the cover information, as you'll see in other James Eyre collections, but it doesn't say James Eyre. And just kind of poking around various editions of uh, what we, like I say, called James Eyre's volumes a bunch of them don't uh, it kind of depends on you know the first year it came out i don't think it has aired's name on it um but some of the later ones has it and then if you get a later version of the first volume it'll have it um, but this last volume that i was playing from which like i said very much looks like james aired's style it's published well after he died and also doesn't have his name on the cover title so uh keith kind of pointed out that it's probably more correct to call it the McFadden collection or McFadden. I'm sure maybe it's, it's, that's how it's spelled. I want to say McFadden and maybe that's how you're actually supposed to pronounce it, but it's definitely spelled McFadden. Um, but a lot of people call it the McFadden collection to be technically correct. And it's been, it's been interesting to, so be, beyond that, um, almost all not almost all of the tunes that i played last week show up in patrick mcdonald's collections from 1784 so uh this book you know james aird comes out this publication is 1801 and patrick mcdonald of you know john mcdonald family the guy that wrote the complete theory on the highland bagpipe in the 1760s um and sort of and when he was on the way to India, I think he died either shortly after getting there or maybe died on the boat. We'll talk more about that in a future episode. Um, but that's his brother, Patrick. And this book is amazing. Definitely going to have a whole future episode to it. Um, there's tons of great tunes in there. Again, a lot of them are under or unnamed. Um, but there's an addition that's uh, that's really good. <laughs> there's like a compiled, edited um, tradition that I collection that has Roddy Cannon and uh, is it Matheson and then Alan McDonald kind of looking through stuff and trying to find the um, just finding the names for these tunes because there's so many that are unnamed, including all the tunes, just about all the tunes that I played last week. So, uh, big thanks to John Daly for kind of digging that stuff up for me because the only place you can buy this book, I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, is from 
the only place I could find it anyway is this music dealer on, I think, the Isle of Skye, but someplace in Scotland anyway. And, like, shipping was going to cost as much as the book and also take forever. So I was sort of keen to talk about it before my copy could show up. So he did the digging for me. So, yeah, thanks to Keith for pointing out the kind of interesting conundrum of calling that Aird's collection, even though Aird's dead and his name doesn't appear on the cover. And thanks to John Daly for figuring out, I feel pretty confident that whoever, either McFadden or Aird, just copied, like kind of took tunes from um, Patrick McDonald's collection. But it's it's interesting, you know, we played through Jackson Celebrated Irish Tunes a while back, and lots of Jackson tunes show up in Aired, but like they show up note for note the same as Jackson Celebrated Irish Tunes publication. None of the tunes are the same. So Patrick McDonald's tunes, they're all there. They all have titles that, like, if they have a title, it's the North Highland stuff that seem to correspond a fair bit with Aired, but the settings are different a lot of times mcdonald's settings are a bit more complicated um and kind of fun i don't know i think they're a little bit more fun so let's start actually with the one that doesn't really have a title in the kind of edited uh collection or annotated collection um alan mcdonald thinks that this tune maybe is bonnie prince charlie or charlie's farewell to scotland uh that he, he sees some similarities there but i looked at the gao setting for charlie's farewell to scotland that mcdonald said oh yeah this is probably this is this is this is it that's where this tune comes from and i just don't see it the charlie's farewell to scotland has a lot of similarities to jack latin but it doesn't sound like this tune that uh breach campbell played on the podcast last week or she called it um Aird's jig we played a Miller setting for it too. And in Patrick McDonald, it just shows up as tune number, I think it's tune number eight. It's either tune eight or tune 10. Um, it's, they're both on the same page. I'll have a link to the Google Books edition of uh, Patrick McDonald's collection of Highland vocal airs. And these this whole setting of, of tunes that are that show up in Airds or in McFadian and that have that are really perfect for Highland Pipes. They're all right towards the back of the, the book. Um, anyway, so let's start first with the the little bit more robust version of uh, Breach's Aird's Jig from last week. It's good. It's a really, it's a really solid version of this tune. Thank you. 
So yeah, you can hear it is definitely a distinct version uh, from what James Aird played. It's got two extra parts, uh, and the, it's just a little bit more interesting. And so I think it, it's, you know, if there's an argument that James Aird had died and, you know, well, obviously he died, but that he didn't do any work before he died, and this is a new person compiling this list, if Patrick McDonald is the original source for these tunes, the fact that it, it isn't copied note for note like uh, Jackson Celebrated Irish Tunes was. I feel like that lends some evidence or credence to that uh, that argument. Uh, anyway, let's do another tune from Patrick McDonald. So this one is going to be the 9-8 jig uh, that we played last week. So this is tune number 8. Uh, the previous tune was tune number 10. Uh, so yeah, tune number 8 in the section called North Island Reels and Country Dances. And again, you hear Patrick McDonald's setting has quite a few more parts and is just really cool. <laughs> it's a really cool tune. Uh, but again, there's no title on it apart from, you know, country dance. Uh, but thanks to the work of John Daly and Alan uh, McDonald and Roddy Cannon and uh, Matheson which Matheson, you say, William Matheson's own copy. Uh, we've got a, a title for this one, which I will tell you about in a little bit. We actually have a couple titles. Uh, but anyway, here is Patrick McDonald's setting for that uh, lovely 9-8 tune. So the first tune title that uh, is suggested there, kind of the earliest one, well, I guess not, but the earliest one that still has kind of Scottish and Highland origins um, is Spoigen. Uh, so I'll have a link to it. I'm not going to play Spoigen because it's set in sort of a weird, uh, weird position. <laughs> like it just doesn't quite sit well, but it's uh, in Robert Ross's A Choice Collection of Scott Reels and Country Dances and Stress Bays. Uh, you can, like I said, there's a link to the National Library of Scotland's copy. You can try to play it. 
Uh, it's clearly the same tune, just has a weird range that isn't good for Highland Pipes and doesn't really sound right on Whistle or Illin Pipes either. Uh, so I have to spend more time with Robert Ross's collection before I get before I really figure it out. Um, so Spoygen shows up in 1780, clearly the same tune. Uh, and then the other title uh, that is shows up in kind of the footnotes is The Inundation, which is a pretty great name for a tune in it. Uh, and so William Gunn has a setting for it uh, as as the inundation. And it's it's tricky. Uh, I, I kind of prefer my monkeying around with Patrick McDonald without uh, without having gracing there over William Gunn setting. But uh, anyway, here is William Gunn setting for that tune. This is from 1848 called the inundation. But yeah, you can hear it, it is clearly the same tune uh, for Highland Pipes as we have been playing all along. Those, those quarter note Ds just threw me for a loop in that. Uh, it's cool. It's a cool setting. It's definitely doing some interesting rhythmical things, but it just sounds like you're making a mistake every time you hold it. Uh, when you hit it just right, it sounds cool. I had to, in order to get it to work for me, I had to play it because it's a quarter note D and then a grace note and then another um, eighth note D. And I just had to play it over and over again as a run of three eighth notes in order for my brain to like sink into like how much that note was supposed to hold and then when i you know recorded a bunch like that i was like well i'm just gonna do that for the podcast and then realized oh i can get rid of that now but uh anyway like i said not crazy uh, about it uh but I, I can see that it's probably got some potential in more skilled hands than me but i do love all the i'm not sure if they're all talkums but there's definitely use of some of those uh talkums in there that made me um yeah, Takums and some selective dotting and cutting and gun setting are really interesting to look at. It's, uh, yeah, it's worth a peek. All right. Um, so the cool thing about this tune, it shows up in Patrick McDonald as, you know, North Highland country dances and reels, but it also is, uh, you know, pretty well known in the borders and even uh, kind of Northumberland, uh, Northumbria collections as Kelso Lasses. Um, and it is, again, clearly the same tune. Uh, Kelso Lasses, the setting I looked at, is uh, from Neil Stewart, or N. Stewart, anyway, I'm not sure if it's uh, Neil. But yeah, uh, I was looking, it's in, like I said, it's in Matt Seattle's Over the Hills and Far Away book too, and Matt mentions that it, it shows up in a 
Northumberland Small Pipe Collection 2. I went poking around trying to find it and I couldn't. So uh, anyway, so anyway, here is Kelso Lasses, also clearly the same tune as the Inundation uh, and this uh, 9-8 that shows up a bit. But here it is, the border version of it. sure that i mentioned the date on that one so uh the cool thing about that collection remember patrick mcdonald which i think is where aird's source was came out in 1784 um this neo uh rather this n stewart collection also came out in 1784 i don't think i've played any tunes from this collection yet uh and i, I think i will because there's some good stuff in here uh it's the full title is a select collection of scots english irish and foreign airs jigs and marches with some of the newest most fashionable reels and etc uh, adapted for german flute violin and fife volume one uh good tune as always there's links to these things in the show notes so you can you can take a peek at them yourself uh so that's that's about it for the mail coach uh i'm really glad I'm, I'm super thankful to have a name the inundation too it's such a cool name there's a gaelic name in william gunn too that basically is that uh like kind of flooding rivers and streams and things uh based on uh john's kind of poking around trying to figure it out um but yeah inundation good tool it's it's so much better than blank that's a <laughs> that's a good tune name uh, and yeah, just excited that it also is a well-known tune down in the borders. So the deep dive begins here. We're going to play a bunch of different settings for the Campbells are coming. You know, I, I never know if these deep dives are acceptable or not, because they seem, so many of these tunes are pretty similar uh, that I feel like people might get sick of them. But one of the Patreon supporters, uh, one of my Patreons or whatever said, oh, I, I like these deep dive episodes, so therefore I'm doing deep dive episodes. So if you don't like deep dive episodes, there's never been a better reason to join the Patreon account and say, hey, I'm paying for this podcast now. Don't do these anymore. Oh my goodness. Um, anyway, I'll probably still do them occasionally. But uh, the, the Campbells Are Coming was a, an interesting tune to kind of dig around in. It started uh, from kind of a dumb reason. I just wanted to play... You know, I've been looking through James Aird's collection, trying to find Highland Pipe tunes, and um, I have a bunch of them, so that's going to be its own standalone episode. But the setting for Campbells are coming. There was 
there were such a few high Bs in it that I thought, oh, I could do this. I could do the the squeeze note, uh, the pinch note up to the B, uh, and tried like crazy. Couldn't couldn't get it to work at speed, uh, and so I decided to kind of do a shortened or not shortened, but like the slow version. Uh, is it Martin Hayes? I think Martin Hayes does that quite a lot, where he'll take a, an Irish tune that's always played fast and play it just beautifully slow um yeah just it just incredibly slow and just really given everything it's it's feeling um yeah from the gloaming but, but i'm not i'm no martin hayes and uh clan campbell's gathering is no tune worthy of that maybe uh maybe in better hands um but anyway so here is thing that kind of got me started on this clan campbell's gathering kick was trying to play it with high b's on highland pipes uh, after trying over and over and failing i have to say uh i used to try to pinch the b by covering the bottom of the note and then squeezing you know so i'd cover the bottom of the back a hole and then then squeeze up to it but uh, I'm not doing that anymore. Bob Cameron told me what he does is just kind of shove his thumbnail into the back, back a hole, and that that works. And that worked way better for me this time around. Uh, my read is also starting to go. It's very. I'm very sad. <laughs> I've had the same read in this channel since I got it about a year ago. Um, but yeah, it is it is starting to croak. So if anybody has or plays a '60s Hardy chanter pretty regularly and has a good read setup, that uh, if you if you got if you got some deets on who I should be, what kind of read I should be getting, I have a couple Sutherland reads and just kind of throwing them in there because somebody told me that those were good. Uh, they weren't they weren't great. I only tried the easier medium one. I haven't tried the hard one yet, so maybe the hard one will work. Um, but yeah, looking for some solutions so I can keep playing this beautiful chanter. I strapped in a more recent chanter. I can't handle that sound anymore. Like after a year of playing that good old um, kind of lower pitch sound, I, I can't deal with the 480, 480A or 470A or whatever it is. Uh, it's too shrill. Uh, anyway, uh, here is James Aird's setting from the first edition of uh, Aird's kind of foreign airs and all that stuff. Uh, so that means this version is probably from 1778, if I have the date right. Um, but this is on Highland Pipes, trying to pinch up to that high B.
So when I was trying to rescue my reed by kind of trying to dry it out and uh, blowing backwards into it, I, it made it sound fresh and bright and new again, and I couldn't pinch up to the notes again. Uh, when I was in the middle of trying to figure out how to get this tune to pinch up, uh, like it just wouldn't do it, which was sort of devastating. Uh, I didn't realize how lucky I was that the first time I tried to pinch, I could. But I finally tried a more uh, modern channer. I think I was using a Gibson wooden channer from maybe 2004 or five, and I could pinch up no problem with that one. So it isn't necessarily... So if you haven't been trying it yet and you're interested because you have a new channer and you think it won't work, give it a shot. Uh, I was shocked at how it was, it was honestly easier to do on that channer than it was and it has been on the Hardy, but I think it has an easier read in it too. Um, anyway, so since the Campbells are coming, uh, you can probably recognize the, the melody. It's around a bunch. It's been around for a long time. Uh, I'm not going to play it for you because honestly, just now as I was listening to me playing, I was poking around some more and found the oldest setting for the tune that other people been able to find, which is uh, from 1748 uh, from Johnson's Choice Collection of Favorite Country Dances. And that setting is really similar to a, a lot of the ones I'm going to play, so I'm not going to add to the list here, but you can take a peek at it yourself. The frustrating thing with this uh, collection, uh, uh, that the resource I'm looking at is its ABC notation, and so I, I just never know with ABC notation what the original looked like, and this is particularly frustrating because there's another name for this tune, and in the ABC notation, it has that name there, and I don't know... I'm not sure if that's what it looked like on the printed page or if that's just the person that did the ABC realized that, oh, the Campbells are coming, uh, is the alternate name for Haberknob, uh, which is how this tune is known more in the borders and uh, I think into England, uh, kind of how that tune, how this, this melody is recognized. So, so I don't know, maybe 1748 Haberknob likely predates it. Uh, if it shows up in that in that collection. The tune itself is quite old. Supposedly it has roots to uh, either the 1745 Rebellion or the 1715 Rebellion, but uh, it seems like it's just people thinking that that's what it is. Um, I'm not sure that it's particularly well well known. Uh, Robert Burns wrote a song for the Scots Music Museum, which I'll throw in the links as well if you want to take a peek at it. And this tune really, it's all over Ireland, it's all over the United States, uh, and it's all over Scotland and all over England. So it's a really popular tune. Uh, so we're going to play through several of those settings. Let's start with this uh, setting for Hob or Knob. This one is going to come from a uh a new another new thing this is uh, a fife tutor from 1765 uh from c and j thompson i believe it's called anyway so here is hob or knob Yeah, listening along while looking at the music for that 1748 setting, that's identical. It's the same, same, same tune. Uh, okay, so 
that is 1765. Let's see what Vickers does with it. So this is the Vickers uh, manuscript version of Hob a Knob, is what he calls it. And this one's from 1770, and Vickers manuscript is uh, from around the borders, or even, I think, into Northumbria. Not 100% sure on that. Should really know what I'm talking about with Vickers. It's a big deal. If you know this or not, uh, based on the last couple episodes of the podcast, but I play Illin pipes too. Uh, I feel like I've I have been neglecting them. Uh, but anyway, let's do the next setting. This is O'Farrell's uh, Campbells are coming from. Uh, this is the first pocketbook, so 1804 is when this is from. <laughs> does some 
kind of fun, creative stuff with that. Uh, let's go back to England. So this is, you know, the, the oldest setting that I looked at. Johnson is from London. Um, but in that Johnson one from 1748, it seems like Hobernob might have been the title. Maybe an AKA for Campbell's are coming. Not 100% sure. Uh, but in Wilson's um, guide to the ballroom... Uh, it's just in there. It's a tune. It's listed as the Campbells are coming. So anyway, here is 1816 Wilson setting for, uh, Campbells are coming. That's about the last of the Campbells are coming. We're going to play Angus Mackay's too, but uh, I'm not done with this tune, so I wanted to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, I was kind of poking around, and there's so there's this book from 1901 uh, written by William Laird Manson. I've never never come across it. I kind of feel like maybe somebody sent told me I should be reading it, and I didn't uh, buy a copy of it. But it's called The Highland Bagpipe. It's history, literature, and music with some account of the tradition, superstitions, and anecdotes relating to the instrument and its tunes. Uh, anyway, there is an entry for um, The Campbells Are Coming that I liked quite a bit. So anyway, we're just going to read that to you here. Uh, it's just a page, page and a bit. So The Campbells Are Coming dates so far back in the centuries that we fail to trace its origin. It has been the march of the clan for hundreds of years. There is an old Gaelic song sung to the air, which tradition says was the composition of a piper. This piper is the course, uh, sorry, this piper in the course of his vocation was at a wedding in Inverary, where he was inhospitably treated. Smarting under a sense of injury, he composed the song, I was at a wedding in the town of Inverary. I was at a wedding in the town of Inverary. I was at a wedding in the town of Inverary. Most wretched of weddings with nothing but shellfish. Thus mercilessly lashing his churlish host, the wedding evidently was so poor that all the company got was limpets. And the song is another hit. Uh, and the song is another hit at the poverty of Inverary. Burns echoed it when he wrote, There's nothing more, uh, nothing here but Highland pride and Highland scab and hunger. If Providence has sent me here... Twas surely in his anger, uh, anger. The tradition, by the way, was so implicitly believed in that the playing of the tune at a wedding up into a comparatively recent date was regarded as a premeditated insult. One curious story is told of the tune. Not very many years ago, the steamer Signet sure about that, was sailing in a highland lock when a sailor's wife gave birth to twins. The fact was noticed more particularly because a few years before, in the same steamer, under the same captain, and at the same place, a similar event had taken place. On the first occasion, the mother was a Mrs. Campbell, and strangely enough, just when the twins were born, a piper on board happened to be playing vigorously, the Campbells are coming, quite ignorant of the additions that had just been made to the passenger list. This tune was played by the 78th Highlanders uh, when coming to the relief of Lucknow, and was that heard by Jessie of Lucknow in their, if there was such a person as she lay half asleep on the ground. Anyway, so there you have it. 
I love Inverary. Uh, you know, Inverary Castle still, you know, the home of the Duke of Argyll or the Chief of Clan Campbell. And as a person that's a little bit obsessed with uh, the 18th century, the town of Inverary on, you know, the shores of Loch Fyne is just amazing. It's one of these, you know, design towns in the late 18th century, maybe early 19th, I think late 18th century. Uh, and it's just lovely. There's a, you know, we stayed at a, a hostel there last time we were in, uh, last time we were in Scotland back in 2019. And it was cool. We spent a couple of days driving through the Cairngorms, kind of exploring and mucking about in uh, amongst the heather. And I had like Wild Mountain Times stuck in my head, you know, that song. And we went to, uh, went to a pub to you know have some whiskey and there's just a local band playing and like they it was cool they they started their set with wild mountain time and then uh maybe three songs later they played oh god i can't even remember it's like this southern country folk song um but it's the it's basically the like anthem for warren wilson college where my wife got her undergraduate degree so we were just having a good old time it was it was a blast but uh, anyway inverary is an amazing place uh, the castle's a hoot to like look through. Um, it's still weird. There's a there's a really cool like living farm museum nearby. It's a it's an interesting way to spend a day to go to Inverary Castle on the tour and see like all the Downton Abbey filming locations and stuff and uh, all this rich stuff and then go to a really well done farming museum. I'll have some links because you know maybe people are going to be able to travel again and it's a thing you'll want to do. Um, Anyway, Inverary's awesome. You should go there. And in terms of piping, too, like, <laughs> like I mean, that's where Inverary District Pipe Band uh, gets their name. Uh, Stuart Little's born in Inverary. And still, you know, in 2019, anyway, I was wandering around, there was a mighty fine quality of the kind of piping buskers playing at random for tourists. Uh, it was pretty cool. And then Lock Fine Whiskey Shop, man. Like, that's got to be... I don't know. It's my favorite whiskey store in Scotland. Um, so I don't know. It's good. It's a good place. Inverary rocks. Uh, anyway, let's go out with uh, Clan Campbell, or the, the Campbells are coming. Uh, this is Angus Mackay's setting, which puts it at 
So we're not done with that melody. We're just done with that melody called The Campbells Are Coming. Uh, so it also is known sort of better in the Irish tradition as Mrs. McLeod's reel. Uh, O'Farrell has it in his fourth pocketbook companion from 1810 as Mrs. McLeod, and he labels it as Scotch, but like I said, I think most, uh, when you hear it, hear Irish musicians play it, it's, it's generally known as Miss McLeod's Reel. So anyway, here is O'Farrell's setting from 1810 of Miss McLeod's Reel. <laughs> Here is James Goodman's setting for the same tune uh, from about 1860 or so. A little bit different from O'Farrell's.
So yeah, this tune made its way to North America uh, as well. Uh, as Miss McLeod's Reel sometimes, um, in New England, it seems to be known best as uh, Pig, Pig Town, uh, Pig Town Fling. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to play the setting from Howe's Omnibus from 1860. But this tune has, it's been around, and I, I think it actually made it into if not the French Canadian or certainly the French Canadian kind of fiddle tradition, well, certainly like the Scottish fiddle tradition in Canada, but I think it might've made it into Métis fiddling as well. I have heard this tune before. I think I've heard it on the Red River in Winnipeg or heard it at Grand Portage while uh, one of my coworkers was doing a presentation on kind of fiddling in the fur trade. Um, anyway, I'm not going to go into it now because this is already going to be a really long episode. But here is Pigtown Fling. Uh, like I said, this tune has a million names, uh, some of which are like you can't say uh, anymore because of racism. Um, but it's got lots of names in throughout New England. Like I said, Pigtown Fling is normal, but you know, in the back of Kentucky and uh, in the south and in the mountains and things, it's got basic. It seems like it's a common enough tune that people just decide, oh, this one's about old stone fort or this one's about a horse or this one's whatever. Like, so it's got a bunch of different names. But anyway, here is Howe's Omnibus setting for Pigtown Fling on Whistle with a little bit of jaw harp thrown in there. Uh, I keep meaning to start doing jaw harp on here. So here's our, our first outing. Uh, anyway, here it is. Pigtown Fling. Three, four. <laughs> some more of that um speaking of new things on the podcast i haven't done a pibrock on here in a really long time and one of my favorite pibrocks is clan campbell's gathering uh so decided to kind of spend the week getting familiar with it again and try to play it something resembling accurate um so i'm gonna play clan campbell's gathering it's also known uh, apparently as blarna darnak which would mean like field or battle of Dornia or like field of battle. Uh, I poked around, asked some people if anybody knew anything about a battle of Dornia and it doesn't really come up much. It is interesting. There's another name for it in some of the older settings. Um, port na Dornia, which in port, you know, it's song or it might also mean port. Um, and Dornia, if I'm right and I'm not, I'm probably not right, but... Um, kind of looking at, at some old 
Gaelic dictionaries, that word, Dornach, translates to the handle of an oar. And it makes me wonder if this isn't about a boat race. <laughs> it's like a pun, like the Battle of the Oars. Because, um, you know, Clan Campbell's Gathering has some real strong rowing cadences to me, uh, especially that, um, that third variation. But I don't know. It's a, it's a stellar tune. It's really nice and short. So if you're kind of looking for an entry point into Peabrock, I think it's a good one for that. Um, and I love it. It's a really good tune. Uh, and I, I've i played it many times uh, just because it's it kind of sticks to my fingers. Um, but I, yeah, it's, it's it was fun to kind of spend a week getting used to it. I've been afraid to play Peabrock on here and just afraid, afraid to play it in general. I, I was really into, I got really excited about the alt Peabrock club and then got sort of frustrated that it was not so much as like make music with this, but it was here are two other acceptable ways to play it as sort of the vibe I got. Maybe that's wrong. Um, but I've decided to like throw caution to the wind and just embrace the embrace the music I like. So here's here's me playing a Peabrook. So I, I'm copying Donald McLeod's uh, setting. That's basically what I did. Is I listened to Donald McLeod's tutorial. I've got a link to that in the show notes if you want to see how he talks about it. Um, and it's just a, it's a good tune. It's a good tune. Anyway, here is Clan Campbell's Gathering. I'm not sure how far back it goes. It shows up in the manuscripts for um, Angus Mackay and Peter Reed. But yeah, I think Angus Mackay might be the oldest manuscript setting on Alt Peabrook. Anyway, they don't have like they don't have any uh, Counts settings or anything for it. So I'm not sure how old this tune is. Uh, and in, and until somebody has something about this battle of the pebbles is the other translation that's offered up here. Um, yeah, I'm at a loss. So anyway, here is me playing Clan Campbell's Gathering.
I miss playing Pbrex and miss taking it seriously. So I, I played that setting, like I said, Donald McLeod's tutorial really helped me a lot. Uh, I played it, I feel like Donald McLeod's uh, instruction matches really closely with the Kilberry book of Kilmore. And I love that book, man. Like I've looked at Angus Mackay's Pbrex settings and those I'm pretty, those I'm pretty happy with too, but there's just nothing that's quite as readable as the Kilberry book. So yeah, pick it up if you want. I've got that in the show notes. Apparently you can like buy a digital copy from the Pbrex Society for 15 pounds, which I might do anyway, because my hard copy is falling apart. But the nice thing about the Kilberry book too, is that wherever you live, if there's a piping supply shop, they probably sell it. And it's a stellar book. Um, Thanks to Jeff Jones for helping me kind of get a look at the Peabrook Society setting for this. I was hoping that they'd have an answer for kind of who wrote the tune and what it's about, but uh, they were equally kind of flummoxed. It's interesting. There are two settings for this tune in the um, I think the Glenn manuscript uh, that talks about you know, there's, there's two different settings for this tune in the David Glenn manuscripts. Pretty much, if you look at all these other settings, um, most of them, Peter Reed, David Glenn, and I think even the Angus Mackay ones, like they use grips quite a bit uh, where they aren't in the Peabrook Society or the Kilberry book. So that seems to be a difference. And then adding that, um, that D grace note every time rather than just on the, the B form. Anyway, I've got links to all this stuff in the show notes so you can see what I am talking about. Well, I'm going to be so brave or foolish as to have a much more accomplished uh, piper than I play the same tune, uh, but with some kind of fun instrument accompaniment uh, to go with it. So when I was looking around for information on Clan Campbell's Gathering, I came across uh, Xavier Boderio's performance of it on uh, his album and I kind of messaged Xavier and asked if he might if I played it and he was super kind and said yeah go for it and uh, yeah so we're gonna play it uh, he's got both of his albums on Bandcamp so you can you know be sure to go check those out and buy them uh, I'm posting this well after Bandcamp Friday unfortunately but I did link to it earlier today so hopefully you got a peek at it um, but it's good stuff and he's playing pipes that he made to uh, Xavier's he plays Highland Pipes incredibly well and also Illin Pipes, and he's making both of those things too. Um, uh, it's just, he's a really gifted piper, um, and he does a really excellent job with Clan Campbell's Gathering. So I hope you enjoy it to go out. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to have an episode next week. I think we will. I've got kind of grading hell is, is fully upon me, um, but I think I have to be done by Friday anyway. So we'll see how that goes. Um, if you're not one of the cool kids already, you know, consider joining the Patreon. There's a lot of cool stuff happening over there. I think, uh, I don't know. There's just some really cool people that are on the Patreon account. So I feel like I'm happy to be associated with them. Um, so you can join that cool kids club if you head on over. Uh, anyway, here is Xavier playing Clan Campbell's Gathering off his album, Moran. Uh, man, so this is there's there's a lot of good things about this but when he plays the thumb variation that high a on the thumb variation i've never been more excited about a thumb variation than in this recording of clan gamble's gathering so hey cheers thanks for listening everybody
Oh, oh, oh.